All right. We're back. And we're back, folks, <laughs> on today's telethon. All right. Um, you guys want to roll into it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jane, Sophia, thank you for joining me. Yeah, I thank you. It. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, before we dig into some of the questions and the topics that we had, can you guys give yourselves like a quick introduction on um, – who you are and what you do at the company. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sophia. I'm uh, operations lead with Elevate uh, Social Lounge and Kava Bar, um, and I've been with them for a little over a year and a half, um, closer to two now probably. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, my name's Shane. Um, I am the R&D specialist for My Turn 9. Um, I've been with them pretty much from the beginning, about a year and a half now, I would say. Um, this year will be two years. Okay, got so. it. So what is... What are some of the changes that you guys have seen since the the company started? And it's been a pretty short period of time. So what kind of changes have you, you guys seen so oh, far? Oh, man, just so much growth, honestly. Um, the way the team's grown, too, since day one is insane. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Starting off with, like, three people, four people, and now every day there's a new employee. There's, our meetings are getting larger. It's insane. And... Um, Growth like this you see in, you know, five, ten years or something like that. But it's it's not been that long. It's it's crazy. So. Yeah. Well, I know that we're taking us off track a little bit. What do you guys think is, like, the main reason for that kind of growth so fast, too? Uh, I, I think um, just having the right team really was a good base um, to start this push, definitely. Yeah, I think it's just getting into – um, a market that is untouched, you know, with Kava Kratom. Um, and <clears throat> it's a market that people may have tried in the past, but it it was never presented to them right, and we we're presenting them. Yeah, it's almost right. like the industry needed something like this yeah. that they haven't really seen before. So obviously everyone was super excited about that. Yeah, like, hey, this tastes good and gives you good effects. It's not always mud water. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> it, it's actually kind of good. So... Um, I think that's what we do really well. Okay. Well, and kind of yeah. like what we were talking about before is a big part of that on the R&D side is is making these things yeah. actually taste good. So yeah. if we can, can you give me uh, just a quick rundown of what goes into the, the R&D side? Yeah. So um, kind of like we briefed on before, it's just like um, it, it's all about taking these two um, botanicals that – don't taste great on their own and just um, kind of working with them to make them taste good um, and finding that happy medium to where it's not a super um, ineffective product, but it doesn't taste super bad. So it's kind of like finding that happy ground. Um, and then, and then R and D moves into um, now scaling that product and knowing that we're able to mass produce this, um, that we're able to, distribute it and get it throughout the whole entire u.s than just florida got it so okay and so as you were growing the this section of the company since mm -hmm. you guys have been with it for this long what were some of those main challenges that you guys were dealing with earlier on <clears throat> and, and how did you get past those as a scale um so in the very beginning you know we were i'm, I'm not sure if you've had a black can of mitra nine <laughs> Um, the OG cans. The OG cans, <laughs> like these little short guys. Um, it, that was the very first product. It was made with juice. Um, it was a leaf, like, steeped product. So it was, like, actual raw kratom. 
Um, and we were realizing that's not scalable. Um, so that was our first hurdle was like, why, why wasn't it scalable? Um, just because it needed to be refrigerated. And when you get into distribution, they're not refrigerated. So, um, they need to be sitting out in ambient temperature, like 77 degrees. Um, so those were like products that I looked at and was like, I don't think these are long-term. Um, so that was our first kind of like get around, um, and moving into a product that is more, um, based off of, um, natural flavors, different types of sweeteners, things like that. So the, um, this is where this product kind of developed out of that. Got it. So, okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty fascinating. When you look at these things, you would never think looking at a can like, Oh yeah, you know, this is, this is what you have to think about, but even just yeah. s- steeping something for that long, I'd imagine would add that too. Yeah. Um, so your turnaround times, um, when we started growing, um, people were looking for products next day. And when we were doing tea products, it was like, you're going to have to give us seven days, you know, cause there's, we need to steep it. We got to produce it and then we have to carb it, can it. And at that time we were hand canning. Um, so it was, um, there was a huge delay. It was not scalable at all. Like, um, and then the, when the demand, the demand came in and people are so used to kind of like, uh, next day delivery, you know, people were really, um, we couldn't keep up. Got it. So, um, got it. Okay. And so when you, when you have a situation like that, what are some of the first things that you look at to kind of solve? Like, um, like aspects <clears throat> of the creation of the drinks and things like well, that. Well, shelf life was definitely one. Yeah. A big sh- one. Yeah. Shelf life was a huge one. So, you know, we started looking, you know, myself started looking to what, um, makes a shelf life product. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we removed juices from it. We removed the kratom leaf from it. We went more of a kratom extract route um, with the natural flavors. Um, and all those things help with shelf life because they don't need to be refrigerated. Um, like little little things like that. So that's kind of helped us get over that little hurdle. Got it. Um, also, they don't need to be steeped. They don't need to be brewed. They're a mix and go in a sense. So you just have your ratios. You mix it into water and... There's a little couple more processes in that, but um, it simplifies. The it overall. simplifies. Yep, makes okay. a turnover a lot quicker. Um, we know that it is shelf stable, um, so then it kind of helps us move on from that. Got it. Okay. So, and actually, I'm curious. So, from the the elevate side, when you have a <laughs> looking at a product like what you have now versus what it was <clears throat> at the beginning, does that in itself solve any of the challenges that come with opening new kava bars and and getting the word out about this stuff i mean i mean yeah uh, being married to my trinine definitely helps i feel get the elevate word out but when it comes to the actual drinks um my trinine is going to be a huge aspect of what we serve we're going to have a 12 tap keg grater full of my trinines um our raw kratom kegs are going to come from my trinine so they are a big aspect of our store and we're excited to promote them and promote these uh, user-friendly drinks um, that kind of welcomes anyone who might not be fond of like a super earthy natural drink. Um, but we'll also have those, of course, for everyone. So, Got it. Okay. And so where, where did the idea of Elevate come from? Like how did that, how did this kind of grow into a business and what have you been working on in the past 
really like a year and a half. What are the main things that you've been moving forward? So Elevate and MyTrain actually came about hand in hand with the partners. Um, it's just been a little more behind the scenes, um, obviously because they're not open yet. Um, but nonetheless, it's been a big project uh, on one side, finding stores, doing lease negotiations, those falling through, um, going to visit these places. <laughs> yeah. And then the other side, which is my specialty, is the more operational side. So getting our policies and procedures done, um, formulating the menu, uh, figuring out what our core mission and, and values are and stuff like that. So that's that's a pretty hefty load. It's a pretty heavy task. Yeah. Yeah. Has it been interesting to go through that? Yeah, it's, it's been a great process. Yeah. So what what are some of like the what are some of the the interesting aspects that nobody would think about? Like if you've never if you've never opened any kind of bar or anything like that, what are some of the things that you deal with that you just are like I had no idea that I was even remotely going to come into? Uh, I think the fun one is getting all these accounts set up and all these uh, little softwares that you don't think about too much. So your POS, your music streaming, your uh, cleaning service like Syntas and stuff like that. Um, for me, though, the funnest one definitely is uh, building uh, the idea of what our bar is. So like core mission, uh, values, um, actually been working on the menu again recently. So I'm really excited to see those, you know, manifest once the store is open. So that's cool. So so what do you guys what do you guys envision these bars being like? What's the kind of feeling that you want to have there? What do you what's the vision? So hence the name Elevate, uh, we're looking to do um, a very elevated experience with our stores um, while keeping that, uh, well, how do I say it, that, that sociability and that openness and that comfort that all these amazing kava bars that we all go to have. Um, we want people to feel welcomed and safe and like they're at home almost when they come in and interact with our kava tenders and, and interact with each other too. Um, but Aside from that, we're going to take a high importance into our service and our drink quality. Um, we're going to offer some more elevated drink styles, uh, almost like mocktails. I was just um, going to say, it sounds like going in the mocktails. Yeah, though. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Have you had any success with the mocktail creation? Uh, yeah, definitely. We're uh, going to have, uh, I think, three kava extract-based ones. Uh, these extracts are going to come from Mitronine, so it's a cool feature uh, to be carrying that with them, too. Uh, and then three Kratom Extract mocktails. Um, so far, only our team has had them. Uh, but so far, we've had really good really good reactions. So I'm really excited. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like the, I do like the, like the custom kind of creation of cocktails and things like that. It almost yeah. becomes an art form in itself. Yeah, definitely. Like if you go to, like, if you go to Savannah, they have these places that, like, yes, they are alcoholic drinks, but you go in there and they it's like they spend like 10 or 15 minutes on each yeah, one. Yeah, it's about the experience, you know. It's, it's good. Crafting and curating <laughs> and stuff exactly. like that. Oh, that's cool. So I, I oh, think it also to kind of build off that note, it's like <clears throat> making something familiar for people. Um, so say if you're used to like a regular bar, you can come into a call bar and it, you can order – a drink that is familiar to you, if that makes sense. You yeah, know, you like, don't have to order a big, scary uh, bula or this stuff that you're not really familiar with. But if you see a mocktail that kind of represents something you've had before, that might be a safer route for someone who's never had it. Yeah, yeah it bridges the gap. Like, I, yeah, I, yep, it's definitely. funny. I'll bring de- I'll d- bring different people to Kava bars, and I I almost know what their reactions going to be. <laughs> like, I brought my brother to one, and he was like, "No, nah, 
never going back yep. again. And I was like, I totally knew that that was going to be his reaction, but I brought <laughs> other podcast guests and stuff. I'm like, look, I know this looks like mud water, but, <laughs> and it doesn't, it's not the greatest tasting, but if you just, just drink it, try it and see. And then I've had a few people like, yeah, I actually go to them all the time now. That's so awesome. it's like having something to bridge that gap would, would be actually nice. Use my turn nine. What? I had interviewed Dallas. I blasted the word out. Of no, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. Well, and actually, so like uh, all the, all the people that I've come across too, like that saw me interview Dallas and then um, like got back to me like, Oh yeah, yeah man, I know. It. I, I love my turn on. I talked to somebody who's like, yeah, I, I'm, I helped create the company. I have somebody else who's like, yeah, I sell like hundreds of cans every month and everything. Yeah. And all these different places that I would have had no idea people would even know what Kava or Kratom were. They just, they they sell it and they love it. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy how involved everybody is with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you guys like about the, like the whole kind of community around it? I mean, I fell in love with the Kava bar scene. Um strictly for that uh, sense of open-mindedness and that socialization that they carry that you don't see at a regular bar and you don't really see anywhere else. I mean, there's nothing quite like it when it comes to a place that you can go out at in the morning, in the midday, at night, whenever really, and, and get together with people. So, Yeah. Yeah. Even coming from, like, actual bartending, um, serving alcohol, um, the vibe is completely different, and that's what I look for. Um, serving alcohol to people... Uh, there's too many like emotions and stuff like that. And people, um, you're not helping them at the end of the day. They're trying to, they're masking something or they're, um, you know, they're, they're not there for the good of their health and whatnot. So like at a Kava bar, you see that everyone is like-minded. They're there for one reason, you know, they're trying to get out of that alcohol scene or they're sober living and things like that. So it's just the, the energy is a lot better. The product too is so much more uplifting in a health and mentality sense too. Yeah. Because you do get benefits, you know, from Mm -hmm. Kratom. So um, you're you're doing better, you know, for yourself. So it's nice to hang out with people that um, have those same intentions. So um, then then being at a at a you're never going to make a great relationship when you're at like a bar (laughs) drinking, um, especially if no one's sober. So. Um, it's definitely harder. Yeah, it's way harder. <laughs> yeah, we we're, we're just I'm not sure who we were talking with about this before, but yeah, just the experience going into them is is pretty cool. You don't you don't feel um like an outsider, at least not for very long. Yeah, you, know, it, you do the first time, but Exactly. And I, I feel like that like cobble bars are way more accepting to people. Um so you get like a variety of people and it's 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 nice. Yeah, it's I think I think like, we all share the same passion while being in these bars and being in the industry of wanting it to spread and wanting more people to find out about it. So obviously newcomers are always welcome. Yep. Yeah. It almost so. feels like a, a cross between a bar and a coffee shop in that way because yep. there's always people like working yeah, on their laptop definitely. or things like that. I've had some really in-depth, interesting business conversations yeah. at Kava Bars. Like I, I was sitting next to a guy – who had seen some of like the videos we made and things like that. And I was talking to him. I'd seen him in there a few times. And finally I was like, yeah, man, what do you do? And he's like, 
I help all these businesses get their cash flow in order. And he sh was showing me their their in-depth formulas that they use and like how they do it. I just learned a ton about cash flow for a business by because I happened to sit down next to this guy at, That's awesome. at a Kava bar. Yeah, there's definitely a huge hub of entrepreneurs in the industry also. Yeah, what do you think that is? Why is that? Why does why is that attracted to these places? Well, I think uh, naturally after COVID, um, people wanted to get outside, um, whether they worked home or not. And yeah. so we, I think the kava bar industry ended up with a lot of uh, remote workers um, who found a safe space to do that. That wasn't home. That wasn't at the office. That wasn't at a library. So um, I think it's just it's just a comfortable place for anything. So. Yeah, that sense of belonging after COVID, I think, is pretty. Yeah, yeah, definitely pretty huge. Yeah, because you, sh I, I see people now in the. It really has been in the past three years that, that I see, kava kratom kava bars opening up all the time and yeah. everything. It's really, uh, it's not unheard of now. No, okay, I've known about it for maybe two and a half years, something, and it's like now if you mention it, people. are have an opinion on it at yep. this point versus like, what, what is that? Yeah. So what is it like to, uh, to kind of navigate people's interesting opinions about Kava and Kratom? Like um, there's obviously some controversy. There's uh, some people who aren't a fan or maybe a little afraid because they don't understand it. Yeah. Um, but I think just, uh, I think talking to them is what matters most and, and talking to them about your own experiences and sharing your experiences and, and um, us being familiar with it for so long, having Kratom, just sharing our knowledge to hopefully change their mind or, or get them a little more open to the idea of it. Yeah, it, it's really, I think it's based around education. If you don't know something, you may be scared of it. Um, so it's kind of just like breaking that ice and kind of teaching them uh, like about the product and, and, and the plant and how it's used and the history behind it and then bringing them to the Kava bar and, you know, sharing the experience with them and then having them surrounded by the people that are there. And it kind of just helps change their, their aspect and their look on what it is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and it's, um, and now you're seeing these things pop up yeah. all over the place. Everywhere, too. man. Helps. <laughs> yeah, it helps it, a lot. It definitely helps. So, I guess talking about the future for both of you guys in terms of where each role goes. So mm -hmm. just from the, the R&D side, what are some of the things that, that you guys have been working on, whatever you can actually talk about, but like where, where do you see all this heading? Yeah, so I can't, can't give out too can't, many secrets. <laughs> we are working. Um, yeah, I'm working on a lot of things like behind scene. Um, you know, we're still a new company, so it's kind of like – we're finalizing that baseline. Like we got our kava drinks out. We have our kratom drinks out. We're seeing how they work. We see that they work well. Um, and then it's making sure that our foundation, like those drinks are, are 100%. And then we can kind of start um, branching out into new products. And, you know, there's some things in the pipeline right now that we're venturing into. Um, they're still in testing, um, things like that. But there is definitely um, a vision where we want to go and what we want to have. Um, but it's, you know, maybe see some this year, you know? Yeah. So there's, um, some stuff I'm working on now. Well, just curious from like a business perspective, why, why is it important <clears throat> for you, 
from where you're sitting to get that baseline and get it right? Um, so trying to answer how to answer that. Um, like what, like it's like, what's the philosophy behind making sure that that's right before you move on to the, to the next thing? I think considering the reach we have now, it makes sense to uh, kind of uh, solidify and, and really get those um, original SKUs that we have now um, where they should be before we branch out into other areas um, to have a little more confidence about uh, making new products and, and giving it to these people. Yeah, you have to, I guess you have to make it, it has to sell, you know, you have to make yeah. it taste good, stuff like that. And I believe they do taste pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, so like that, I guess that's like just making sure we have a good baseline, I guess. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's a spot, yeah. It's a spot to, to make sure it's solid and then work from. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Okay. And then how about you? Where, what's the, what's the future for, for everything that you're working on now? Uh, so for Elevate, we have, uh, three stores under construction right now. Um, Nice. One in Bradington, one in Maitland, which is just uh, shy of Orlando, and then one right in our backyards in Estero. Um, we do have a couple other ones under negotiation. Obviously, can't disclose this sure. yet until they're official. Um, but uh, I'd say right now, when it comes to growth, our focus is Florida, but we haven't shied from opportunities in neighboring states. Um, but ultimately, we want to be across the U.S., Okay. Um, even beyond that, if possible, and just uh, make uh, Kava um, accessible to everyone. So. Got it. Okay. So really it's, it's that's that last piece is you're trying to spread it out, make sure that this can get to as many people as possible and then give that experience. Definitely. Okay. Are you are you excited? Are you nervous about the opening of these stores? How are you feeling? About I'm actually it? super excited. Um, I do have a background in opening new stores okay. uh, with several companies and I've always been super fond of the uh, creativity and the teamwork that goes into the development of those first stages of a new store. So um, I know that this company specifically is going to evolve so much once the first few get up and running, and I'm really excited to be part of that. That'll be cool. Yeah, it, that, I imagine that's going to be a really cool process to go through and just see all of these like literally come out of the ground. Yeah, it's so it's good. great to have like an idea um, that seems so small when it's just in your head manifest into something so big and real as it starts to continue. So, yeah. Do you, do you have any like estimated dates when those locations open up? Uh, so our Maitland store is going to be first up. Uh, we are hoping for uh, spring of this year. Okay. Uh, Estero should follow shortly in the summer. And then our Bradington store should be right after that. So yeah. You're going to be busy. Yeah, definitely. Even busier than you might be now. Yeah. Okay. And so as part of that, um, once that's open, like, are you also taking charge of hiring and making sure everything? Yep. Like so that? we've started the hiring process, um, just got started really in it. Okay. Um, we don't want to do it too early. Um, but when it comes to operations, once the store is open, it's going to be, uh, working hand in hand with our store managers and our team, um, on sales and culture and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Damn. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like you're going to be doing a lot of driving. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I'd be, uh, I'd be interested to, to see how it goes. And I, and I live in Astero, so like that would be cool to, to actually go check that one out. And that may be, that may be the new spot once that comes live. So that's awesome. Um, 
Well, guys, I guess before we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? No, I think we're good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Yeah. I hope I, uh, I, you know, helped, uh, <laughs> helped explain some of these things. But, yeah, sweet. Thank you, guys. Yeah, appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having Thank us. Cool. All right. Cool. That's fine.